Since 1954, steel shipping containers have been used mainly for iOS purposes, international ocean shipping, but they're also used for truck or train freight and sometimes storage too. Since 2006, they've often been adapted for emergency office shelter, construction, housing, storage and other shelters. It's now called ISBU, Intermodal Steel Building Unit. Most are about 40 by 20 feet and the term TEW, 20-foot containers, is used when describing them, with two TEW referring to a 40-foot container. Where would our retail histories be without these iOS containers? Remember, cargo used to be loaded and unloaded in funny-sized wooden crates that made loading slow. Standardised containers speeded up the packing process, allowing more efficient loading and unloading techniques to take place from trucks, ships and warehouses. Not only did its strength allow it to put cargo inside, but also allowed one box to be stacked onto another, up to ten high. Not bad. No more longshoremen were needed. The English coal mining industry in the late 18th century used horse-drawn wheel wagons, which could be transshipped down the canals, and by the 1830s, many rail companies across the world were using containers that could be taken on and off the trains. Iron boxes replaced wooden ones. In the 1920s, the Railway Clearing House had a standard RCH container. In America, railroad boxes became common, and during World War II, both the Australian and American armies used containers too. Retail Contribution Fact File Standardised shipping containers led to faster, more efficient loading and enabled a massive growth in international trading and the creation of lean supply chain possibilities. More cost-effective, safer loading and transportation encourage more mass production and distribution overseas. The increased efficiencies, greater security and reductions in damage and theft lowered the supply chain costs, enabling cheaper prices in stores. Refrigerated containers allowed the transportation of perishable goods across vast distances. Where did it begin? The first shipping container was invented and patented in 1956 by Malcolm McLean, an American trucker from North Carolina. Working with engineer Keith Tattinger, McLean brought his first truck in 1934 and by 1956 owned the largest trucking fleet in the South, the fifth largest in the US. He took over the Pan-Atlantic Steamship Tanker Company, which, back then, owned some old rusted tankers. He renamed his company Sea Land Shipping, and after further development work, he designed his shipping container, which could be lifted directly from a vehicle onto a ship, without first having to load and reload the content. What was so special about this container? It was a uniform size, strong, theft-resistant, stackable, easy to load and could be used on roads, rail, ship and trucks. The system itself was called intermodalism. It might sound easy, 
but others of the time who tried apparently failed, such as Matson on the west coast of America. A revolution in cargo transportation had begun. McLean famously sent 58 containers aboard a refitted tanker ship, the SS Ideal 10, which sailed from Newark to Houston in April 1956. However, the world's first purpose-built container ship, the Clifford J. Rogers, was owned by the Canadian company The White Pass and Yukon Route. It took 600 containers between North Vancouver, British Columbia and Skagaway, Alaska on November the 26th, 1955. The speed with which cargo could now be loaded reduced costs by more than 90%, passing those savings onto the consumer too. Things stepped up a gear for McLean's Sealand Shipping Company when, in the early 1970s, the US Navy adopted it too, allowing it to be used more widely. Where would the retail industry be without shipping containers? A new market is only a shipment away.